coming to you from Jupiter, Florida. It's the, uh, well, day one for me uh, here with Klaibs Online from Spring Training 2024. Joined alongside by Matt Pauly of Camwex. Klaibs is somewhere over by the awning over there. A lot of stuff lined up for us here this uh, this week, but you've been here for about, what, two weeks now? Uh, not quite that long. About a week, uh, a little bit more than a week now. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been good. This is your, what, third year? Second, Second year yeah. with uh, with the Cardinals now, with Camwex doing spring training. So still, as as we were talking about, um, it's it's been weird, uh, as many people can probably attest to uh, over the last four years now of what spring training have looked like <laughs> well the, the crazy thing is how long it's been since there's just been a normal spring yeah. training because there's been three things there was covid yep. there was the wbc and there was the labor issue yes so between those three things it's been a good long time since there's just mm -hmm. been the standard spring training yeah and not to mention the the 2020 spring training that was cut short that was cut in half almost for that so mm -hmm. i mean we're looking we're going at four years now of not having i mean it's really been 2019 was the last time that we was had that a normal bc year or not that wasn't clay claims the joint clay, we're, we're live right now here on, on your website if you want to jump over here and to the side where the camera is and join join Matt Pauly and I. He's <laughs> gonna go steal one of the stools yeah. for uh, for that. But yeah, I mean, I don't think 2019 was. Okay. If, if it was, that would have been the last. Yeah, that, I mean, year. but even then, I feel like the WBC was a lot different back then too, where not so many players were there, and because that was the weird thing last year. I mean, for me, I went to the WBC last year, but for you, you were here, and there were what 17 guys that weren't at camp. Yeah, and you didn't really know what the impact was going to be. One of my pet peeves is um, last year as that's going on, the narrative is how great it was. Guys are playing games that matter yeah. and so forth. And then the season doesn't get off so well, and everybody tries to blame the WBC for it. So which one is it was yeah. one of my big things. So, but yeah, it's uh, obviously – it's yeah, like you, you and I went back and forth a lot last year on the WBC and the impact that it played on – spring training and not only into the the regular season as well you, you feel like for the cardinals well first of all you have to take into account players like to complain <laughs> they, they they search for excuses uh and i think to a point the wbc threw their regiment off track a little bit and if you know anything about baseball players they are truly creatures of habit yeah. and so when things were a little disjointed some of them didn't know how to make the adjustment quick enough and by the time they figured it out it was too late yeah and uh but so this year you don't really have that excuse uh everybody seems to be reasonably healthy and so it's back to business there's there's no hey, there's nothing at all we were just saying like you know 2020 cut in half 2021 was i mean you might have been one of the few people that was actually here the length of spring training yeah that year then you had the labor issue and then last year so i mean we're finally back to a normal yeah. spring training yeah. and as i was saying because you don't have any injuries other than tommy edmund and we'll see him swing it back i was going to say yeah that's kind of the big Packing news i think from today a guy that's rehabbing from an arm injury from last year but everybody else you know with the occasional ouchie or boo-boo that they're going to have a little soreness here and there uh you know they're going to be back in business so now they can focus on one thing and that's playing so we'll see how that works matt from last year to this year now what was your big uh your big focus coming into spring training what were you looking for out of uh, these guys i just the two things is obviously the starting pitching it's got to be better it has to be a lot better and that's going to have the trickle down effect and then this team is so reliant on mason win 
breaking camp as the everyday shortstop. Everything else is connected to it. Tommy Edmond being able to be your center fielder, the way you want your outfield to line up, the way you want to use Brendan Donovan, the way you want to run second base. There's so many things connected to Mason Wynn being your shortstop. And if he doesn't break camp with the team or something, I think he's going to. All of a sudden, you're taking your starting center fielder who's kind of banged up and you're putting him at shortstop and you don't have a backup shortstop. There's so many things that go wrong if it doesn't work with Mason Wynn. See, I, I'm, I'm kind of of this belief. He's going to play no matter what. Uh, I think this is more conjecture by media types on, on the fact that what if he doesn't hit? Well, he didn't hit a lot last year, you know, six weeks, but I think he learned about hitting mm -hmm. at this level. Uh, he's going to play no matter what. The only way Mason Wynn doesn't break camp unless he gets hurt. And he can go over 50 and they're still going to play him because, A, he's got a lot of talent. Mm -hmm. B, they don't have anybody behind him. And C, putting Tommy Edmond in shortstop, I don't think is the answer because Tommy Edmond doesn't cover Def like Mason Wynn. Defensively, I, I mean, are there any flaws there that you, you see that would win? Yeah. No. Yeah, so that would be the thing. I mean, he's yeah. going to he's gonna bat ninth. He's going to play short every – Every day, yeah, and he's young enough to where he doesn't need those days off like some of the no. veterans. I mean, he's he's a young kid. You put him out there every day and play short. They don't have a backup shortstop to no, clear this don't. point because Tommy Edmond is that, and it's not a great situation when your starting center fielder is off your backup shortstop. One thing they do have an abundance. Of, well, I think I feel like we say it every year, but <laughs> I was going to say first baseman. I was going to say pitching with because that was their focus going into the offseason was to get as many pitchers as possible and to revamp this pitching staff. And I think you know we could tell we could sit here and name the top eleven or so, but I think it goes to as we were talking last night, maybe eighteen. I think it's eighteen man staff. Yeah, because I think you're going to have four or five guys that are going to be up and down because they have options and we're going to have some guys who are going to have a slow leak in the tire from time to time. And you just better make sure you have more capable guys. Like last year, we had too many guys that probably weren't ready for the big leagues. This year you see the Middletons and Kittredges of the world yep. who have big league experience. Uh, and there's some intriguing situations that John King is a guy you better pay attention to. Uh, we mentioned uh, Jim Middleton. Hey, here's two other guys. What are you going to do with Zach Thompson and Matthew Libertor, two former first-round picks that, in my opinion, have kind of turned the corner. Yeah. Uh, Libertor's velocity is up. His movement is better. Uh, Zach Thompson, you know, both those guys have been spot starters. I think both of those guys will be on this team. John King is one of those names where if you kind of checked out towards the end of last year, you might not be too familiar with him. If you kind of just gave up on the team in August, September, that mm -hmm. that's one that kind of flew it. And that and Jojo Romero, what, what he yeah. came in and what he did towards the end of the year too. Those are two big names that are going to be in the back end of this bullpen in one way or another in, in late game situations. I like the leverage group. When I look at the leverage group, I look at Helsley, Geo, Jojo, Kittredge, and Middleton. Those, those are five guys that I trust handing the ball to in the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings when you're up by one run. And last year, you didn't have that many guys doing it. And so often, uh, you two or three of those guys can be not available, and you're still probably in pretty good shape. That's one of the biggest changes. And no, I agree. And, you know, I, to tap up on your point, I think you have to – the way the game is played now, you have to have four guys available out of your bullpen every night. Every night. You're going to, you got to have four guys available, and that means four guys are going to have a night off, 
I think that's the only way you can do it these days because of the usage. I mean, you know, if a guy gives you six innings, we're like popping champagne cork. <laughs> so if you get seven, and I think you can, I think they're going to push guys a little bit more this year. Um, but with that said, you better have four guys in your bullpen that can get you to get you to and including the ninth inning. Uh, one of the things that stuck out at me already from the first two weeks of uh, spring training were the comments of Nolan Arenado. What he made, what he said the other day, not so much surprised me that he, what he said, his thoughts about it was that he publicly said it. It's about the way the clubhouse was. I was a little surprised that he just kind of came out in public and said that. I think that when you had the situation that you had last year, you, you, you kind of thought the younger guys were at that level where they can. Really can. And that's nothing against them. They just don't, didn't know. And with Goldschmidt and Arnado, who are very helpful to young guys, they weren't as vocal as maybe they thought they needed to be because they thought these kids were professionals and they did things. Well, they 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 professional by term, mm -hmm. but as far as legitimate experience, they just didn't have enough of it to make themselves more accountable to each other and certainly to the ball club. Now that's that's changed a little bit. Uh, I think they've all learned, and I think that they will be a little bit more vocal about things when they see it. But I don't think they're gonna. They didn't sign up to be a school bar mm -hmm. and and you know take attendance and things of that nature. But the little things they do, I think, will be noticed a little admonishing a guy a lot of times you just ask a guy a question so what were you thinking on that particular play or walk me through with your thought process on how you approach it those are the things that you want to get out of guys compared to saying you can't do that anymore we don't do it that way here you know something just use some common sense i think you'll realize you'll be a little bit better off i not to go all psychologist on you but it's human beings we try to put definitions to things we try to define things and mm -hmm. i think part of it is Arnado just spent the last five months trying to figure out what the heck happened last season. And he came to the realization or whatever you want to call it, that part of it was connected to what was going on in the clubhouse. If they would have had a perfectly fine season last year, none of this stuff is coming up, even if it would have been the same circumstances. Yeah, no, I agree. The uh, first games are Saturday, a split squad uh, game, one here and then one up in I'm only worried about the one here. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know. Do, do you? How far? Or how far are you going? He, I'll be here I mean, too. Port St. Yeah. Lucie. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, we'll probably be <laughs> read about it. Yeah. yeah, we'll be in geographic proximity to each other. So what can, what can we expect this week? Uh, what do you uh, this week out of camp with the games coming up on Saturday and it already being Tuesday? Well, you know, having a split squad to start the season, I find a little odd, but. With so much competition, especially from a pitching standpoint, innings are important. So whether you're here or in Port St. Lucie, these guys have to establish themselves. As we've already discussed, there may be three spots are open in the bullpen. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I think the other issue is who's your right-handed back coming off the bench? That, that's and We don't really have anybody to speak of. Luke and Baker got an audition last year, and I don't know if that was as good as he expected it to be. So you got that issue, unless you think Dylan Carlson is going to be your right-handed back coming off the bench. Mm. But the question is, if Devin isn't ready, Carlson will be played every day. 
And I'm, I'm of the belief, I think Dylan Carlson might be the one we all might want to start paying closer attention to as far as this outfield is concerned. They, I mean, they had a choice over the offseason about Tyler O'Neill. You heard Tyler O'Neill's name. You heard Dylan Carlson's name and a lot of trade rumors, and Dylan's still here. Well, and part of that is if Tommy's ready to go, you had to have a center field. Yeah. With all due respect to Tyler O'Neill and his center field play, I think we saw that he can't stay on the field. He has a hard time staying on the field and playing center field just adds to that. So if Tommy Edmond goes into the season perfectly healthy, maybe it's different with Dylan Carlson. His status is different, but you need him. He's a really important part of this team right now. You know, between shuttling your second baseman and center fielders, I think that's going to be the, the two areas where to get guys at bats, especially early in the year. Remember, we don't have as many off days in the first month of April. So there's going to be some opportunities for guys. And that'll be, I think, interesting to watch and see how Ali and the staff manage those two positions as far as getting three guys some some, some legitimate work. What do we have for uh, Klaibs Online uh, this week? What are we lining up? Well, uh, we're going to visit with Paul Goldschmidt a little later and talk about the art of playing first base. We will bring the grip session back with the new pitchers and showing us their pitches and how they grip them. Talk a little bit about uh, that with – with uh, Sonny Gray and Kyle Gibson and Lance Lynn. And uh, that's a good start. All right. Well, what we will, do you have planned? I, whatever you tell me to do. That's uh... <laughs> Well, you're more than welcome to jump in this pool. I, and, and I plan on doing so. I'm, I'm just following your lead to see what's uh, what's all set up to, to begin with. So. I'd like to just be about 8 to 10 degrees warmer without the breeze. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I uh, heard you were – Heard you were here in a puffy coat and a beanie yesterday. That's <laughs> yep. that's the bit. That's still in the car. That's the too. word. Uh, that's the word around camp this morning. Well, you know, you're right. <laughs> you know what? They may see it again today. <laughs> Ali's first word to Clay's yesterday was, "Are you going skiing today?" I said, "No, I'm mountain climbing." <laughs> heard Nick Robertson in there uh, commenting too, asking yeah. you where your puffy coat was. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's in Brian's office. Sure. All right, we will have so much more here from Jupiter uh, this week and all spring training long here on Clay's Online. Munganas St. Louis Acura would like to upgrade your current BEV experience. The new ZDX offers the performance that you expect from Acura, but upgrades your ownership experience with our award-winning team. Whether you're looking for a more convenient charging solution or an upgrade to a new vehicle, come in today and make a reservation for the all-electric ZDX coming soon. Munganas St. Louis Acura, better than ever for you.